1: We have an incredibly competitive group. We've done everything the hard way, and that's the way it's going to have to be done right now again. Uh, And all we're going to focus on is getting this thing back to the 305, get this thing back to Miami, Uh, and things can shift very quickly. It's going to be a gnarly game in Denver that's built for the competitors that we have in our locker room And by the time we get on that plane, all we're thinking about is get this thing back to
2: Miami. My biggest concern going into any closeout game is human nature and fighting against that. You know, you're up 3-1. And, you know, most teams, when you're up 3-1, they come up for air. They relax. And they they just kind of take it for granted that, oh, we're going to win this. Our approach has to be that we're down 3-1. You know, they're desperate. We have to be more desperate. They're hungry. We have to be hungrier. And uh, there is no celebrating after game four. We have another game that we have to win. And the closeout game is always the hardest game ever.
3: It's a nice jacket. It's a nice little combination you put together there, man. That's very, uh, that's very summery. Uh, Thank you. Very, Thank you. Vaca- very vacation-like. Uh, maybe a member of the Miami Heat can
4: You know, uh,
3: because they're they're headed for vacation. (laughs) Uh, Tonight is about to be a very sad night, unless you're a Denver Nuggets fan or a member of the Denver Nuggets, that is. Uh, But for the rest of us, it's going to be a sad night because tonight's about to mark the end of the 2022, 2023 NBA season. Um, And hello off season, if there is such a thing. Uh, Look, nobody doubts the Miami Heat's competitiveness. All right. Uh, They're here for a reason. Nobody doubts whether the Heat are a good team. And we know it's been done before, once before, but done before nonetheless. A team has come back from a 3-1 deficit. Um, We know that anything can happen. As I've said, it's not a series as much as it is a sequence of stories, individual stories. Every game is its own story. That's right. And we we know that the Celtics just beat the Heat three straight times and look to be on the verge of history. Um, And Spolstra... We saw him say that after game six against Boston. You know, we can't wait. to. We wish we could play tomorrow. We're going to get this done. All that sounds fine and dandy. It all sounds good. But they ain't got nothing for Denver, man. We saw it during game one. Right. Denver let up in game two. This should have been a sweep. It's going to be a gentleman sweep after tonight. I mean, like Miami, if you were going to beat Denver when Denver's locked in and focused it was going to be when Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic were shooting a combined 13-36. If you were going to make your move, it was when Jokic was on a bench in foul trouble in game four, and yet my main man Bruce Brown right, my main man Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon and KCP and and those guys picking up the slack, it's just Michael Malone said that the hardest game is the closeout game and typically that's true I don't think it's going to be that hard for Denver because I don't really think this series in retrospect, in hindsight, is all that close. Denver's just, they're just better. And I don't think Denver makes the same mistake twice. If there were ever any, all Michael Malone has to say is look at game two. We messed around and let them feel like they can get in this series in game two and they stole game two on our home court. We went And dominated them in the three oh five that Eric Spoelstra wants to get back to. Let's close this thing out. Let's have a party. Let's give our fans this franchise the championship it has long uh, coveted and long waited for. I just don't see Miami so much as getting a game, another game, let alone making history. Like it it,
4: it ends tonight. Yeah, you're so right. You're so right. I look. Eric Spoelstra, I think we both agree Eric Spoelstra is going to be when his career is over, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. He is a Hall of Fame basketball coach. And whenever he stops coaching basketball, he'll be a Hall of Fame life coach. Cuz he's got I'm telling you man, he's got all the phrases down. You will improve your credit. You will be the best best version of yourself. You will eliminate bad habits. It will start today. I mean, he's so convincing. you be like, yeah, man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, they can do this. That's right. I'm like, they do, do it. this. You go good. Right. Listen, you're not going to back down. You're going to ask her to go out with you. She will say yes, <laughs> and you will have the rest of your life. He's like, he does that thing with his hands, too. He's like, oh, there it is. There it is right there. Okay, look. That worked. That little, That little thing worked. On teams that didn't have what Denver has, and right. and maybe the Celtics have the roster the Denver has, but the Celtics don't have the resolve. They probably were uh, outside the door, kind of listening to Eric Spoelstra say that stuff and saying, "Oh, is he right?" They they were too weak minded to just look at that and say those are some nice words. It's very poetic. I know that comes from the Pat Riley school of convincing people. That they're more than their individual selves; they're part of some brotherhood and all that. stuff. So, uh, great, great. The Miami Heat have not figured out a way, Mike, to deal with Jokic. One, they have not dealt with Jokic all series. They really haven't. Even a game where he scores forty, and and Eric Spoelstra starts lecturing people about their the untrained bas- their untrained basketball minds, like, oh, we ain't let him score forty and limited his as assists. Denver didn't play well and Michael Malone called them out. What they've done, I I think Denver has responded to to Michael Malone, his call. He called them out. They haven't been the same since. And Miami has reached the end of it. This is it. There's no more land out there. That's just South Beach. That's just water. There's no more land. You got nowhere. You got nowhere else to go. And now they are finally, they finally met someone who's as mentally strong as they are and more yeah. talented and, and that's why and that's f- why it's over and, and props to Denver, yeah. by the way props to Denver yeah. because our East Coast bias. I don't know if you admit that you have it. I have it. Uh, my East Coast bias kind of prevented me from giving them full credit. I gave them credit because I was supposed to I was supposed to give them credit but I didn't give them the full credit that they deserved as the number one seed pretty much from the time the season started to now and they're playing like and they're showing everybody why all the hype is there for the Denver Nuggets.
3: Yeah, no, I don't feel like I was guilty of that. I, I think I'm I mean, if you call buying into the idea of the West being wide open. Yeah, sure. Okay. I didn't I didn't have the Nuggets over the field in the Western Conference. But, you know, I've been banging this Jokic drum for a few years now. So, right. no, right. I, I'm, not, I'm not shocked about them being here. They're, just, they're finally healthy and they're finally clicking. I think the, the story, if we can just get ahead of ourselves, since we've already written, written the Heat's obituary, well, I'll get back to them in a second. But the story is that this isn't a one-off for Denver. This isn't Denver just catching lightning in the bottle. This was the next step in their progression and their ascension uh, to a dominant team. Now, I'm not going to use the other D word yet because it takes more than one championship, which technically they still have not won to get into that conversation. And I'm not going to disrespect yeah, yeah. the previous iterations of that D word by talking about Denver's potential to be one of those. I think you know what I'm talking about here. But oh, yeah. having said yeah. that, it really does look like Denver is here to stay um, because the other person that they haven't had an answer for is Jamal Murray. When you think you have an answer for slowing him down as a scorer, which he did in game four. He goes out and looks like Magic Murray with twelve assists and no turnovers. You know, and now what's scary for the Heat in game five, and the in the, what we believe to be the closeout game five, what's scary for the Western Conference for the next several years as well as the rest of the league, is that Denver has two superstars. And they didn't do it the the new school way of who can we trade for, who can we sign, you know, like they grew. These guys have grown up. They've been through some fires. They've been battle tested. They've had some setbacks. They've had some heartbreaks. And here they are. As I said at the top of this series, they got the big and little Joker. And for those of you who play spades, you got the big and little Joker. You probably gonna win more hands than 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 you lose.
4: That's right. And I do play spades, and I'm great at it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. We know, we know. I know, I know. I'm lying.
3: But, you know, it is. But but am I lying? I mean, am I lying? I think Denver is going to be around for a while, especially when you look at the rest of the the landscape of the Western Conference. Yeah. This is the beginning for them. And we talked about this,
4: what was it, last Thursday, uh, with Liv Moods, who, by the way, is going to be a must, always a must follow, but tonight, she go act a fool tonight, (laughs) okay? So so, so follow Liv Moods, the number one uh, Denver Nuggets observer in this here land. But it, it was a quote from Michael Malone. They were asking him about Murray and Jokic and their connection. And he said, This is after they won game four. He said, This has been seven years in the making. And so think about yeah. that. Nobody talks like that anymore, Mike. Seven years. And I've I made the point it's to live. Like here, in, here in Boston, they're talking about, Oh, we've seen enough. We've seen enough of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. It's time to break them up. Yeah, seven that's me. years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But but think about it, but that's most people at seven yeah. years. This is their first trip to the NBA finals. It's not like they've been to the finals and lost. They hadn't even made it to the NBA finals. So most NBA fans most NBA which governors are not right. that patient and so not. they are going to get they're going to get the benefit of it, uh, but and only, most people no, nah, I, I but don't the, the last thing I say last thing I say on this just real quick and then I'll, I'll talk to you. The whole dynasty thing. That's a different conversation for a different day and maybe a different 100%. era, because once this new CBA kicks in, you're not going to be able to keep all these guys like you have on the roster right now. For you, sure. They, 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 for the, sure. The law, the government, the government says you're not allowed to do it. So it's going to be tough.
3: Well, what, what else? But what else I'll say on your point about about Denver in um, this, you know, seven year um, journey to this point, and, you know, and I'm, I'm like been in the butcher. I think this, you know, this is year three in the beginning of a 10-year run for them. It's like, I'm thinking, like, Oof. did it work? Did it help? So, the very thing oh, that shit. led them to be at... An- that <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy, he cold with them bars. That, uh, he is, he is. <laughs> He's he really ridiculous. The, um, the very thing that led to Denver being disrespected and underrated and underappreciated may have also allowed them to kind of take the long road. Because like if, if, if they were under the white-hot spotlight that most you know, teams are that have a two-time MVP or that have a, a, you know, a great player or two great players, I know Murray's been, been hurt or what have you, or, or that had the type of bubble that they had, they, all, they, they, all, they weren't subjected to the scrutiny is what I'm getting at. The same level of scrutiny that would foster the impatience that you're talking about. That other teams where it's like, if it doesn't work in two, three years, all right, we got to hit reset. We got to blow it up. They were able to, because they sort of, relatively speaking, again, relatively speaking, flew under the radar, right, were able to right. kind of go through these, 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 these tests and these trials and these tribulations uh, to get to this point. But, I mean, listen, the big news today is that Tyler Hero, he's listed as questionable, but he could play for the first time since game one against Milwaukee. I don't know what you could expect from him. I don't know if even if even playing him meaningful minutes is the right thing, given how your rotation has come together. But you gotta play him if he's available. If nothing else, maybe it gives you a spark. Maybe get in some of the threes that that Miami isn't hitting. Because I'm looking. I'm trying to find the way for Miami to extend this series and and the, and to render this conversation that we're having right now, Michael, as moot and premature. But like. Denver's back to hitting their threes, which they did all season. We talked about the Jokic Murray combination. Miami, conversely, is not hitting its threes. Denver's also shutting off the wide open threes. You know, I don't know that Tyler Hero coming back is going to make that much of a difference enough for Miami to get this back to the 305. I I think, I think, I don't think we're being like, and I hate doing this to Miami, but honestly, I think even coming into this finals, a lot of the prognostication about this being a long competitive series, to me, believe it or not, Michael, and follow what I'm saying and tell me if you agree, had less to do okay. with disrespect for Denver and more to do with respect for Miami as not, not just an AC, but heat culture. Heat culture convinced us that Miami could hang with Denver more so right, than right, a, exactly. a lack of respect for Denver thinking that they, they were some kind of fluke and didn't really belong here. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, yeah, there's no question it did. I mean, we all we talked about it. It was heat culture plus recent receipts. I mean, just kind of ignored the regular season The uh, regular season. That was the anomaly and we looked at the the reality of taking down the top two seasons. number the two, two best teams in the NBA in terms of record. They beat them both and, and they beat them both convincingly. even though one of them went to a game seven but they were up three zip on on one of those teams and then they you know three losses then they they blew them out in game seven and then they took up to care of Milwaukee and five those are the two best teams in the NBA. So he culture plus what they had done in the postseason, but I'm going to tell you man, it was a bad week. It was a bad week in Miami. Eric bolster said he wants to go back. No, no, no. They should play the next one. Uh, Play the next one like in Georgia or Alabama or somebody else play it like in the Bahamas because when they went back to Miami Think about all the things that they had all the momentum that they had and all the things that Denver did to them in Miami. So they go back to they go back to Miami series is tied at one. You're feeling pretty good about it. Okay, here we go. Game three. Denver made five three pointers. They made five three pointers for the game and they won it. (laughs) <laughs> in 2023 and then in game four, Jokic, get, by the way, that fifth foul was a joke. Don't have me. Don't don't get me started on these NBA officials. The fifth foul on Jokic, nine minutes to play. He's got to go to the court. Bam flopped. That's not yeah. good. Heat culture. We don't do that here. That's heat culture. He flops. Get the fifth foul on Jokic. and go to the bench. Jamal Murray is five for 17. Jokic out of the game and then my boy, I've been trying to tell you about him. Boston, stand up. Dorchester, stand up. I've been trying to tell you about Bruce Brown, bruh. I mean, like, like, man, like, you've I've been telling tell about you about him for space. years.
3: You've been, been telling me tell about, about Spades, Bruce Brown for years. And I tried to you've you tell you been on, You've been on Bruce Brown since Brooklyn, right? Well, matter of fact, Michael, yeah, right. you've been on Bruce that's Brown right. since Detroit. Yeah. You've, been, you've, been, you've been, right. been down with Bruce Brown since Detroit, right? Am I right? That's right, right, and then, and then right. in Brooklyn, you just you you saw it, you saw his potential in Brooklyn. So that was no surprise. His eleven points in the fourth quarter of Game Four. I no know. surprise to you. No Everybody knows.
4: Everybody knows. I'm lying,
3: Michael Smith. The the, f- the, the five people Bruce who have the five people who watch this show and have continued to watch this show since Bruce Brown was a thing. Get they get that inside joke. <laughs> they, they get that inside I, joke right there. I
4: appreciate y'all. So look, they had their moment. They missed it. They uh, they missed their shot. Miami Heat missed their shot in Miami. If they had even gotten a split, we'd be t- having a different conversation. Get a split, go back. But they, I, I think Denver. Denver overcame. Denver did a Miami in Miami. They overcame some adversity and found a way to win. Anyway, now they're going back to Denver and they're going to wrap this thing up tonight.
3: We're so we're so sure about this. We're so sure about this. Yeah. Oh, so I'm sure. No, no, I'm, no, sure. I'm saying just, be, just because we just because we said all of this here comes Jimmy Butler with it with, a, with a, one of those Jimmy Butler hunched over exhausted bubble games, you know, He'll play well take to, to get this series to, to unnecessarily extend this series. Get it back to the 305. Not that that's mattered for for Miami lately, but just because you know how you know that's how it works. It's because you're sure of something, the opposite happens, especially to us. It's over. Egg, it's Egg over. just finds our faces. We love the taste of our own words here, brother from another. Or our feet. It's as the case may be. Vince. Vince is Vince, Vince, is Carter. Vince Carter over? It's yeah. yeah. Over. And it's just beginning for Denver. It's just getting started.
2: Is there an appreciation
1: also just for what you guys have accomplished so far?
5: Not at all. Um, at the beginning of this year, we, we talked about winning a championship. You know, competing to to get to this point. Uh, so that that's always the goal. Uh, it's always the goal with the Heat. It, it, it's about winning. It's not about individual anything. It's about holding that trophy collectively as a unit to be the best team. And that's where we're at. We don't. All the odds, eight seed, da, da 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 da, nah, and none of that matters. It's just two really good basketball teams. One of them has to get one win, and the other has to get three. So let's just hope the other that has to get three get three.
3: Hey, David Aldridge, the Miami Heat might be the best team in the league as an organization at saying the right things. Mm-hmm. I'll speak for Michael Holly we just don't know what they can do with Denver at this point and I know you never say never and he culture and and they, they're great at handling adversity but it just really feels like forget three one it doesn't feel like Miami's gonna get another one um <laughs> you know I, I just th- does it have that feeling for you that tonight is is a, is a coronation for the nuggets and like I said earlier, the beginning, of maybe a run for Denver, now that they have not one but two superstars?
1: Well, I would say this, gents. If Denver comes correct with the proper focus and treats this game like a game seven, then yes, they should win because they're the more talented team. And when Denver's played with intelligence and, and done the right things on the floor and not made a bunch of mistakes, they've won the games. But... If they come thinking, well, we're just here, we're just showing up to get our rings tonight, they're going back to Miami. This is look, y'all, y'all should know this by now about these heat, they're vampires, man. They don't die. (laughs) You got to put a stake in their chest. Need Van Helsing, you have to to kill them.
2: You (laughs) You got to kill them,
1: they ain't gonna die.
3: You got to kill them, yeah.
1: That's right, that's right. So, if Denver comes correct with the right amount of focus and energy, what, what Greg Popovich used to call appropriate fear, he still calls it appropriate fear, of the opponent, then yeah, Denver should win tonight. But anything short of that, it's going to be 3-2 going back to Miami. Hey,
4: you know, t- tell me what you've seen from, from Denver in this series. I'm not even talking about big picture Denver in the last couple of years and what they built, but right. in this series, is there something that they've done that just really... Stands out to you and get your attention as novel, revelatory, (laughs) anything?
1: No, you know what, you know what, guys, you know this in the finals. It's not about anything. You're not reinventing the wheel. It's a cliche, but you just do what you do better and harder. That's all. And Mm -hmm. what Denver has been able to do, especially the last two games, they've really cut off Miami's water on the three point line those shots that were open wide open shots because Denver was screwing around and making mistakes they're staying home in their coverage. Yeah. They are doing well, not just staying home, but they're also switching correctly. Now there's, they, they, they figured out that's a slip screen. That's not a real screen. They're slipping mm. and they're going to flare out and they they've picked up on that. So their switches are, are better. Now they're staying attached to guys. And all those open shots are now contested shots. And so they've done a really good job the last couple of games of making Miami make really tough shots to beat them or just go through Bam. They can, I think they can live with Bam taking as many shots as he wants to. They can really take live with Jimmy taking a whole lot of shots as long as he doesn't get to the foul line. And that's another thing yeah. Denver's done much better is not foul. They've defended better without fouling, and Jimmy's not shooting 12, 13 free throws a game in the last couple of games. So it's been I think Denver's defense has just been much better and then offensively guys it just they're just hard to shut up they're hard to stop that big monster is hard to stop (laughs) you know he is yeah he is lethal you know no matter what you throw at him he's right he has the counter already you know when LeBron said that at the Western Conference Finals how he literally tipped his cap to, to Jokic It's because Jokic does stuff like he's doing now in the finals. Whatever Miami's throwing at him, it doesn't matter. Like, he sees it. He attacks it. He finds the open guy. And if those guys make their shots, I don't know how you stop Denver. I don't know. They tried to crowd Jamal Murray the last game. He still had 10 assists. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm not sure if they trust their teammates to make their shots and those teammates make enough of them, like you were saying, Holly, about your man Brown making those shots in the fourth quarter, with Jokic on the bench, on the road, Jeff Green yeah. steps into a three. You know what I'm saying? On the road. Those are those are series-winning plays. Those are championship-winning plays.
3: What about that guy, Jamal Murray? Um, you know, w- his real coming-out party was back in the bubble. Obviously, he's had some injuries. Uh, right. You know, come back from those injuries. Like, you know, we knew J- Jokic was a two-time MVP. And, and right. he, as I've said before, like, he's been this guy... He just needed the help to get this far, right? So now he has it, but not only does he have help, he's got the ultimate sidekick who's kicking ass and taking names himself. Like, where, where what, kind, how do we need to talk about Jamal Murray? Pro- provided Denver closes this thing out, whether it's tonight yeah. or, right. you know, game six, whatever. Provided Denver finishes the job. How do we need to start talking about Jamal Murray?
1: I think as an all-star guard all-star point guard really I mean he's playing point guard for him he's an all-star guard period what doesn't have a position really just has the ball and he shoots it and he passes it um he's one of the better guards in the league one of the top five or six guards in the league off of this off of this postseason how could you say not you know what I mean like I mean Booker was great Booker watching at home right now (laughs) you know what (laughs) I'm saying so (laughs) Booker was sensational for Phoenix but Jamal Murray still playing, and, and, and it, yeah, you can slough it off the Joker if you want, but Jamal Murray is a big part of what they're doing. In addition to, they've added so much the last couple of seasons. You see Aaron Gordon's playing at a very high level for them. KCP doing an awful lot for them. Bruce Brown doing an awful lot for them this year. They're just a deeper and better team. Brown, rookie, coming in, playing great, you know what I'm saying, in, in meaningful minutes. So their, their supporting cast has been better, more consistent and more trustworthy. So that Joker and Murray don't feel like, well, I got to force these shots. No, I'm gonna pass it to yeah. my man. who's so, open. I'm gonna throw this lob to a G and he's going to go get it. Oh, I'm gonna throw it in the yeah. corner to Jeff Green and he's going to splash this three. So they could miss or they could miss, the miss
3: 23 out of 36 and survive. They and, could. Tell you about it.
1: And, and still yeah. be fine because yeah, Joker is so good. It, you know, he makes it so much. He, the margin for error that the rest of the team has is so much greater because Joker's on the floor, because he can just yep. fix stuff that when it breaks down. He just go square up and shoot a three off of his left leg and, and knock it down to <laughs> to win a playoff game. You know, to win a Western Conference Finals game, just because he can. You know, like that's just what the greatest players in the league do when they when their yep. team needs them. We right, go get this bucket that we need.
3: So conversely, you got the, a lot of other teams trying to get to the point that Miami and denver uh are at this point so let's let's yeah. kind of turn the page to free agency and just go through a couple of big names uh that sure. could be on the move and, and discuss to where first and foremost let's start with Kyrie Irving because i'm I'm fascinated by it. Last time Michael and I discussed Kyrie Irving it was when he and LeBron had this this uh this PR plan about, you know, LeBron and Denver and whatever they were trying to pull to get the Lakers to pull the trigger on acquiring Kyrie Irving. Now I'm seeing uh, reports of speculation that the Rockets' $60 million in cap space is burning a hole in their pocket. So, if they don't get James Harden to come back to Houston, mm-hmm. which is confusing why they would want them problems again with that <laughs> young team, their backup plan is Kyrie Irving, which by comparison I think makes the James Harden pursuit look smart. Like, like, like what like what is Houston trying to what are they trying to do here? Like this is not the veteran leadership you're
1: looking for, is it? e May. Well, uh, That's e May, you know, right? You know, you know, sometimes you 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 know, your your desperation leads you to to make strange decisions. We've all yeah. been there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say respectfully. Um I, I'm not sure that that you know Kyrie is going to solve the problems that the Rockets have. They want to be more competitive. They got yeah, a very right, impatient owner <laughs> who wants to be more competitive. But I'm not yeah. sure that, that adding Kyrie to that mix. Kyrie on a veteran team could be great. Could be great. Mm-hmm. Um so I think it's My guess is, it's a guess, I don't think Kyrie's going to Houston, but I could be wrong. I mean, I think he wants to win and wants to at least try to win in in Dallas. I don't think LeBron's going there. I think LeBron's going to stay in L.A. and watch his son play at USC 25 times next year, you know, Um, and and then decide what he wants to do after next year. But I don't think think he's going anywhere next year other than watching Bronny and, and playing for the Lakers.
4: No, but you know, Mike mentioned Houston for Harden. I can understand why that would be attractive for Harden because he spent for so many years yeah. there and they love sure. him. Sure. Would Houston be would Houston be interested in James Harden? Oh sure. No, they are interested
1: in James Harden. That's that's not They are. That's, and why? that's and why? Oh, why, sure. why why is that? Why? Because they want to win more. Look, James Harden for whatever you think of him, you're gonna win more games with him on your team if you're the Rockets than you are without him on your team. Um, and so why not? Why not try to go get a player who's past his prime, but is going to be more impactful in Houston from an on the court and from a business standpoint than he would be for most any other team. You know what I mean? Like he's got a history in Houston that was pretty good. People might come back to see it. They might want to see him come back. Um mm. now, are they gonna win 50 games? No, you know, but they could win more than they won this year, um, right? So I get why Houston would do it, because and they also not thinking
3: championship. It's not like well, Philly. It's, it's like you know,
1: I mean, all due again, all due respect. Their young guys are not turning the needle. They're not pushing the needle in terms of right. Other teams saying we got to get them guys. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. let's give up one of our best players for some of those young guys that Houston's got. Mm, no, <laughs> not happening. Um, yeah. so, so they are kind of stuck with all that cap space, unless now the move to me, the move that I would go after is Fred Van Vliet. You know, that's the kind of guy right. that I think could, could help Perfect. a young team Perfect. get better, you know, that has some tread left on his tires, you know, can be coached at a high level. Uh, mm. you know, with Ime there, you know, he's, he's, he's been on a championship team. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the kind of investment. If I'm going to go after a free agent, that's the kind of guy I would go after if I were the Rockets. I'm Not glad you they brought him up. Him, but that's the just... kind of guy I'd go after.
3: Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought him up. Just declined his $23 million player sure. option. Unrestricted free agent in July. So perfect time in D.A. Uh, who who do you think will pursue him? And, and who has the best chance uh, of getting uh, a player of his caliber? What do you think is, I guess, what do you think is the best fit for Fred Van Vliet?
1: Well, see, Van Vliet opens up a lot of, there'll be a lot of teams interested in Van Bleet and, and teams yeah. with good players that might be willing to trade some of them to Toronto for, for a guy like Fred. Fred's a hell of a player. So yeah. I think the universe is very, very large for a guy of his caliber. You know, whether it's, it's staying in Toronto, you know, that's the kind of guy that could certainly help the Lakers. Now, could they put a package together? Would makes make sense? I don't know. <laughs> you know, it would, it, it would be difficult for them um, because of the restrictions they have on their free agents. Um, but you know, a team like Miami, you know, Miami could certainly use a player like that and yeah. has young guys, where it's a yeah. hero or Robinson. They've got some young guys that you could put in a package for a guy like Fred Vendley, right? Um, and they still got so
3: there'll
1: be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be a lot of teams interested in Fred. Fred is, a you know, legit player who needs to play fewer minutes. Than he's played in Toronto the last couple of years for Nick. Who's just been playing him running in him the ground 38 minutes a game. Mm. Just Come on. Come on. <laughs> you got to get his minutes down. He's a good player. Hey. Everybody's good at 29 minutes. A lot of good players are <laughs> good at 38.
3: <laughs> well, speaking of 38, Chris Paul is 38. It seems like he wants yeah, to play hey, forever. Yeah, at least either. keep getting it's checks uh, for yeah. as long as he can. Uh, I guess not technically waived by the Suns, but the expectation not is he, he will be waived if he's not traded. Um, well, what's, the best fit for, for, what's the best fit for Chris?
1: I mean, honestly, Phoenix is the best fit for Chris because, you know, Chris okay. is a, you know, on a, on a, you know, re sign a new deal, basically. Right, for like a less minimum money, deal. For, yeah. for a lot less money. You know, I'm not, yeah. you know I don't yeah. know the exact number, but it's less than what he's right. making now. Um, yeah. You know, I just think at his age, with his skill set, his his desire to play for a contending team, I mean, where is he going to go that would afford him? the opportunities that he would have playing with KD and Booker next year and Aiton, assuming I'm assuming they're going to keep Aiton, um, for a very good coach in Frank Vogel. So, I mean, where are you going to go that's better than that if you're Chris Paul? Like I mean, unless he's going to go play for the veterans minimum with the Lakers, which I can't say is an impossibility, but, you yeah. know, most of these guys, these, this usually is not volunteer basketball. Usually these guys play for money. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But if you you going to do that. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying my guess is he, it, I think there's a chance he could come back to Phoenix on a reworked deal, on a smaller deal. Yeah. Shorter
3: deal. Yeah. No, I, w- I was just going to say, if, if, if you want it to be about the money, that's fine. No judgment. But just don't come back and be like, I just want to win. Or I just, I just well, want to get a ring. So with that in mind, I just got one more question, Michael, before I pass to you for the last last couple of questions. The only one other one person I want to touch on was, was Dame and how much oxygen Mm. going in, just, just help us prepare. How much oxygen should we give to Damian Lillard's speculation and whether or not he gets traded to a contender or conversely, the Blazers trade, you know, Simons in a number three pick or whatever to try to get somebody to right. come to Portland because Dane uh, seems to yeah. be relishing the attention right about now.
1: I, I was going to say I will have a better answer for you in 10 days when I know what they do with that pick. You know, yeah. if, they, if, the, if yeah. they keep that pick and no matter who it is that they take, Miller or Scoot, either one, they're both good. Like they're both excellent prospects. But that's not what Dame wants. You know, he wants a vet. He wants vets. He wants some guys he can win with now, which I understand from his perspective. Um, So depending on what Portland does, I could answer that question. If we get to draft night and they take one of those guys and say, we're keeping them, then you can start the Dame speculation bandwagon, you know, for real, for real. Um, But Right now, if they make that, if they wind up working that trade or something like that and get... I'm just throwing a name out. I'm not saying this is happening. Seahawkem, someone like that, a, a, an all-star caliber player to play with Dame. Okay, that's then. I think he's going to stay there, but I don't know the answer to that yet.
4: Yeah, but just in, in general with Dame, you know, like a lot of guys, you can kind of feel their frustration. He may be frustrated. I don't necessarily see it or mm-hmm. feel it. Is that a fair characterization? And if so,
1: why is that? Is he just Cool with staying in Portland? I think Dame and Bradley Beal are, are unique guys in this day and age. They're actually loyal to the teams that took them. <laughs> they actually have real loyalty to the teams that took them. And I know that's crazy these days, <laughs> but they really do want to try to win where they are um, because they like it there. They like the what the organization has done for them financially, of course, but just also in terms of of believing in them and sticking with them through injuries and through losses and not making going as far as everybody wanted in the playoffs um, now you can argue fairly I think well wait a minute we gave you the bag now we can't give you the bag and then build a team around you you gotta pick what you want you know like you said you want the bag but you can't then say, I want to win. Well, you took the bag. Okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs>
5: yeah, and yeah. I
1: ain't mad at you for taking the bag, but you took yeah. the bag, <laughs> you, you know, right. you decided. Right. So, you know, so Dame and, and Brad are in these weird positions, but fellas, you took the money. I mean, I'm, and again, I'm not hating on you for taking the money. I'd have taken the money too, you know, but you can't then turn around and say, now build a team around me you
4: know, and and speaking of that, I was going to say, because Michael, we we brought this up earlier when when David wasn't here. I just want to get your take on it. New CBA. uh, It it makes it very difficult intentionally, intentionally to build one of these teams where you got a a lot of big salary guys. You can probably have two and even two is going to be a challenge for you. It's going to be hard. You think that changes? Does that changes what we saw? Like you witnessed you know, two separate three-peats from Jordan. You saw a three-peat with, with Kobe and Shaq. Uh, the Lakers, you know, try, uh, you know, back-to-back even. Is it going to make it different? Uh, is it going to make it make us redefine what we describe as a dynastic
1: organization? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very hard to win, you know, two, three championships in a row because you just... It's, it's literally going to be too expensive for teams to do. It's just going to be too expensive. You know, you just can't do it. You know, even even Joe Lacob is throwing his hands up and saying, no, boss, I can't do this anymore. You know, like, I can't keep doing this. So, um, yes, I think you're going to see, you know, a, a redistribution of talent that's more where everybody's going to have two really good players or maybe you have one superstar and one all-star or you know but you're not going to see these super teams i mean i don't know how you do it with guys wanting to wanting to get paid at the top of the of their profession as they should ask to be paid right by the way um but if you have one guy saying i'm one of the five best players in the league i deserve to be paid that good luck putting the team around them <laughs> i mean it's going to be hard this is this was intentional as you said that's the exact right word this was intentional on the part of the NBA, try to spread the talent more evenly around the league.
3: Hey, D.A., real quick, we don't have much time left before we got to get to this break, but I do want to sneak one more thing in with you. One guy who's won everywhere he's been, uh, who's more of like an individual dynasty, is LeBron James, right? Um, And so I see Lil Wayne, home team, see Lil Wayne on all the smoke, and he said something that is obvious, and we all know it, but you know how a lot of people when they argue Jordan over LeBron, they go straight to 6-0 in the finals. Mm-hmm. Wayne offered kind of a counter that I hadn't really considered. Doesn't change my mind, but mm-hmm. I'd love to I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Here's Wayne. Here's Wheezy.
2: MJ Kobe Braun Rankle. Uh-oh. <coughs> MJ Kobe? Braun. Rankle. <coughs> LeBron. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. One? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike and Kobe. Brian had done that with three teams. Mm-hmm. And that that's right there. That, that's when I was like, regardless, he ain't got six. Mm-hmm. I was like, but damn, he done it with three different teams. And and I, on one of those teams, have he was did he play part two, I mean role two. Mm-hmm. He still can get six though. That's the scary part. Yeah, definitely.
3: That sway you in any way, the three-teams argument? He
1: hesitated
3: no. on Jordan for two, by the way.
1: <laughs> he yeah, hesitated no. on number <laughs> he two. It, no, it doesn't sway me in any way. Okay. Much respect. Didn't Much to respect, check. Luke, to uh to Weezy. No, no, no. He's entitled to his bit, and you can make an argument for LeBron. I'm not saying you can't make an argument for LeBron. You can make a very yeah. valid argument for LeBron James. He's the all-time yeah. meeting scorer. You can make an argument for him. He's won four championships. You can make an argument for him.
2: Right. You Michael might not Jordan win that argument,
1: basketball. but
3: you can make it. Michael Jordan's the best basketball player I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Michael Jordan's the best basketball player I've ever seen. And as yeah. I say all the time, it's not particularly close in my mind. <laughs> that's wow. not. Wow. That's oh, come on now. Not
4: close. Though. You say not close. You said it's not even close. Finally, a voice
3: of reason what? on this not show. I'm not even close. Why isn't not it close? Though? Not, as, not as close as people like Michael make it out to be, right? No.
4: Hey, it's a no. it's a really no no. Hey, I mean,
3: he, he, here's what I would say to to Lil Wayne. Only reason Michael Jordan didn't do it with three different teams because he had to. He or oh, he, he chose
1: not to. to. <laughs> That's what if you wanted guys, to, you would have. <laughs> guys, guys, he didn't play in a seventh game in the finals because he didn't have to. See <laughs> <So> y'all, see. <laughs> see it's like it's like talking to those people who just won't listen y'all
4: y'all have already said there's no way that Jordan can come off the wall. So no. even if you hear
1: a good argument, even if you hear a good it's argument, a, you ain't gonna listen it's a to little argument. You don't. I don't ha- you don't have to agree with me. You can make an argument saying bronze better. Yep. And I'm we not going to be like, I'm not going to say you're wrong. But if you ask me what yes, I is. think, Yo, I'm gonna you, tell God. you what Yo, I you think.
3: Y'all, y'all know we're gonna be like Ray and Claude in the jail when we old and decrepit arguing LeBron and, 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 and MJ talking about the upper room. Now like we're gonna be doing this for the rest of our lives. I'm not yeah.
1: mad at y'all. Argue I mean have have at it. I'm not mad at you. <laughs>
3: Um, all right, uh, Brittany Griner, twenty-nine points, season high, twenty-nine points uh, in the Mercury's win over the Indiana Fever. But the story, unfortunately, Michael, is as you know, some social media a-hole uh, deciding mm-hmm. to harass Brittany Griner in an airport, um, which troubled, to say the least, her teammates in the WNBA community, the sports community in general. Uh, I got questions. I'm sure you have the same question or questions that I do, but first, here's Brittany. BG. Was that
1: was that a fair trade off, for the merchant
0: of death? I know you kill it on the court, but he kills it in real life. Is it true you had to have sex with Vladimir Putin to get released from Russia, Britt? Britt. Get out of the way. Britt, Brit, is get it out true you had to get out of the way? What about
1: what his doing? wife? What are you doing? i was trying to talk you to you Brittany. Doing? Hey Britt. Do you still want to boycott Stop. America, Brittany? Stop. Stop. Well, get off me. Stop. 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 I'm weird. Why? She it's hates not. America. Are, are you, what about the Merchant of Death, Fred? Get off me. Stop,
0: dude.
1: Get off me.
3: Yeah, I'm... Why are we even here? Like, I... Why is this... So what has to happen to one of these players... Yeah, You know, and obviously Brittany Griner is, you know, as, as, as no, as notable uh, an NBA player on and off a WNBA player on and off the court as there is, but what has to happen for them to be like, you know what? They all should be flying charter. Everybody. Now, Brittany is authorized to fly charter. Her team is not, I believe. So she's probably flying commercial with her team, but it's like this shit, this scene shouldn't even be allowed to happen. So I'm not even going to like entertain the bullshit, you know, from this clown It's like, we shouldn't even be in a situation, where people have r- random dudes have access to WNBA players, it's like what has to happen for them to be like, oh, yeah, we probably should fix that. Like, why is this even a thing that they don't, that they don't all fly charter and that there is an increased security? Because my man, with all due respect, was having a lot of trouble with just this one dude. If somebody has yeah, some right. serious bad intentions, that's not enough security that's uh, right. to be protecting that's these athletes. Right.
4: That's right, and this is what I cut, this is what I asked the uh, WNBA. Do you want to be a professional organization? You want to be a professional league or not? That is a scene from a league that doesn't have its ish together. You've got Brittany Griner. We all know what happened to Britney Griner. We were watching this situation. We know it's much bigger than basketball. It's much bigger than the WNBA. So it's only a matter of time before somebody. It could have been somebody who came with uh, right. who, who came with flowers. Somebody who was like, hey, you know, Brittany, I'm, just, right. I'm such a big fan. You've got it. like, that, how many times do we have to say about the WNBA? Get it together. Step up your game. We've talked about yeah. the salary of WNBA players. We've talked about the travel accommodations of WNBA players. The kind of accommodations that they have to deal with in different uh, different cities. Some right. organizations are about it. Some aren't. Step up. like th- Let this be a wake-up call. It,
3: it, it, Come sh- on. it shouldn't take this. On a lighter this note, this is terrible. I, I, I'm going to pivot with some levity here. Okay. The kind of security that WNBA needs is a security guard that worked the Canadian Open. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, Nick Taylor, Canadian, wins the Canadian Open on a 72-foot putt. Adam <laughs> ah. Hadwin decided to celebrate, and security was having none of it. Was on his game, was not taking any chances. Like like, perfect form tackle, and here's the best part: Hadwin's wife says that in true Canadian fashion, her husband apologized to the security guard. (laughs) So how how nice! He apologized for getting tackled. But shout out uh, to that security guard. Somewhere else that needed a lot of security, Michael, keeping it pushing. And I got another question. Just like we talked about, like, yeah. Why, yeah. why is the WNBA, why are we still half-stepping when it comes to uh, travel accommodations and security for um, WNBA players? Why is Floyd Mayweather still fighting? I I why is that why is that still happening? Because I was you like Wait, Floyd Mayweather, you know. Floyd answer Mayweather had question. a fight. Okay, you're right. So I'll ask this: why are people paying? To see Floyd okay. Mayweather fight. Now that's that, a good question. <laughs> okay, that's a really good question. Cause him and John Gotti the third are fighting, and a brawly ruffs in the ring. But I don't know how much of this video rabbit hole you went down. But the better video was like oh, in the bowels of the arena when every literally everybody in their mama, literally everybody in their mama was was was, was throwing hands. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I ain't, I ain't seen a scene like this since the dude came down the parachute. What was that? The Riddick Bowe fight? What was that fight where the dude just landed, right. descended into the ring? Uh, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm forgetting that. But like, these, this used to be commonplace. I'm just like, wait, why is Floyd Mayweather still boxing?
4: He's 137 hey, 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 look, years old. I know. He is 137 years old and about uh, about 10 years ago. I think it was about 10 years ago, Mike. that's the last Floyd fight I paid for. I think it was Floyd and Canelo. I think it was.
3: Oh, okay. Floyd and Canelo. Okay. I had,
4: I had some I had some at the crib. Uh, my wife was like, you're not about to pay for a fight. I said, I'm gonna, I'm invite some guys over saying, okay, they gonna pay. We're not paying for this fight, okay? So if I I buy I can some, at least I buy some, I've I some fellows yeah. over and then it's that whole thing they knocked at the they, door. They chipped in before coming it in party? and before. Yeah. Oh, wow.
3: Only that's of, really it, you ain't five, broke. Maybe you ain't broke. No, no, you could have bought on. the damn. No, it was not
4: it wasn't No, it was on principle. My wife didn't want to do it. She did not want to do. They this don't have this the story. party.
3: They don't they don't have the party. You don't invite okay. people to have not pay I for know. the party much money as yeah. you make. Um, anyway, yeah, oh, so stop it. at least I got anyway, paid. Only, only two of them chipped in though. Only two of them chipped in. <laughs> yeah, I would not have been one of them had I been there. I at least got paid to cover Mayweather McGregor back in the day in Vegas. I went there for work for that shit show. Uh, Connor McGregor, the heat had him at halftime, um, of game four. And again, just going too far, just going way too far. He hurt the mascot, Bernie goes into the emergency room because Conor McGregor decides to hit him for real. It's like, like, control yourself. Like, again, why is Conor McGregor still anywhere doing anything but like, bruh, I like, mean, that's a real up. person in there, and then he hits him when he's down. I, like, what are you doing? That. Like, that's a lawsuit waiting it. to happen. I mean, look at this. Look at what this. What are dude. you doing? And are then he still- with, with his little pain-relieving spray. Nah, man, you cold-clocked. Now you're in IR, but good news is, that he will be available for game six. Bernie, the mascot. The bad news is there will not be a game six. See you next season. Let's go to break and come back and say goodbye. Let's let's uh, let's take this last break. Said, before we get out of here.
4: Yeah, you've been saying it too much though. Now. You've been saying it too much. There will not be a game six. I agree with you. But now since you say it with such authority. Yeah, I know. Right? I'm starting to waver. I'm wavering.
0: Bill, when you mentioned um, some uncertainty about whether or not Hopkins might visit, is that because? They asked about the date. I wasn't, I'm not sure. Okay. But is the plan for him to to be here this week? We're working through it, so I don't really have anything to add to that. I didn't know if the uncertainty was on his end or on your end, whether or not you wanted to. Mm -hmm. I don't think it relates more to the logistics and things like that. So I'm not really a travel agent here. I'm not going to say it's going to happen here or not going to happen or whatever. There's a lot of other stuff going on that I'm not directly involved in, so I'm not going to say anything. And then, you know, you turn around and say, I
2: misled you in some way because that's not what I'm going to do. (laughs)
3: <laughs> that's so real. That's so real. I can spend a whole show on that. That's so real. I'm not a travel agent. I'm not gonna mislead you. And you come back. That's great. I love. I love it. I love it. He said. Uh, he
4: said I'm not really a travel agent. He's, <laughs> he's oh not. Oh my goodness. I, I, co- I coach football. So um, he's so angry. He's so angry all the DeAndre time. Hopkins, anyway, go ahead.
3: Do you see him going to New England if he gets out of Tennessee? You see him going to New England, reunite with Bill O'Brien, real quick?
4: Yeah, I, I guess so. I think that's where I, I think I think he looks at his best option right now. Yes. It's a good friend, a a reset, a reset year for him. One and done in New England.
3: And last I I told you last I told you so see these running back struggles. Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook. Austin Eckler, what I'll tell you about this position. Okay, I told you wrong
4: though. Yeah, yeah, you told me about contractually, but they're wrong. I didn't tell you what was right or wrong.
3: I told you it was. I told you it was on the
4: wrong. They're on the wrong side of history. They're on the wrong side. They'll pay for it during the season.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
5: It's one thing falling in
0: love with a house, picturing yourself
5: moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.